0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of Fin Weekly, where I provide weekly updates on what's happening in the world of finance and the economy, so you'll have to spend hours and hours reading and watching and consuming all this content to try to figure out what's important. I'm gonna tell you exactly what you need to know to help you to boost your financial literacy. My name is Steve Coffrin, and today is Wednesday, July 19th, 2023, and let's go ahead and jump right in. First up, let's take a look at what's happening in the global markets. Here in the US, stocks rallied this week as investors considered the possibility that the Federal Reserve might be nearing the end of its interest rate hikes. In particular, the S&P 500 and NASDAQ 100 both saw a second week of gains, likely fueled by some degree of optimism that the Fed might successfully combat inflation. Taking a look at currencies next, this week we saw the dollar fluctuate while European and mainland China equities both dropped. It's worth mentioning here that this is China's second quarter GDP report that has reflected a slower than expected rate and that's significant for one crucial reason. It could be a sign of potential risk for the global economy. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who is currently attending the G20 summit, acknowledging that these countries, especially in Asia, depend on strong Chinese growth to boost their own economies. That's why a slowdown in China could have negative spillover effects on the United States and the broader global economy. As far as her concerns in the States go, Yellen stated that the US labor market remains strong and said that she does not anticipate a recession. One of the reasons for this might be thanks to recent US inflation data, which has definitely brought hope that the inflation cycle might finally be turning. We'll get a better sense of the full picture, though, when the upcoming earnings reports come out. That's really going to be a crucial factor for the markets as hundreds of companies are expected to report their second quarter results. Right now, the S&P 500 firms are anticipated to post a 9% decline in profits for the second quarter, making it the worst season since 2020. If you're hearing that and thinking it sounds like bad news, in Europe, the projected slump in profits is even higher at 12%. So while the labor markets remain robust and inflation is showing signs it's on a good path to subside without any significant damage there, with the concerns about the economy and corporate earnings that I mentioned earlier, we could see an impact on the current bullish market sentiment. With that in mind, I know I've mentioned the risk of recession a lot in recent weeks, so let's zoom in on exactly what the risk is. Well, according to Jan Hotsutz, a chief economist at Goldman Sachs, Recent positive data on economic activity and inflation suggests that the U.S. economy has a good chance of avoiding a recession in the next 12 months. That would be great news. In a report published on Monday, HotSuit stated that they are reducing the probability of a U.S. recession starting within the next year from 25% to 20%, spurred by the belief that bringing inflation down to an acceptable level will not require a recession. With core inflation easing to the slowest pace since 2021, hot suits mention that the Federal Reserve is likely to raise its benchmark interest rate one more time in the coming week, after which it will likely cease further increases. The combination of easing inflationary pressures with a likely end to rate hike suggests that economic growth will continue, albeit at a slower pace than usual. Now, what can we expect from this? Well, the prediction of a low chance of a U.S. recession in the next year has both positive and negative implications for consumers. On the positive side, it suggests economic stability, which will help in boosting consumer confidence and spending. Additionally, improved job security may alleviate fears of layoffs or job losses. And last but not least, with the expected end of rate hikes, borrowing costs could remain favorable for consumers who are seeking loans. On the other hand, concerns about rising inflation could impact purchasing power, leading to more cautious spending on non-essential items. Market uncertainties like China's economic slowdown, which I also mentioned earlier, may also prompt consumers to be more cautious in their financial decisions. And finally, a low interest rate environment may affect things like savings returns and could possibly encourage consumers to explore other investment options. I always say that staying informed about economic developments and managing finances prudently will be crucial for consumers in this ever-changing economic landscape. So to those who are listening, keep staying informed because this really has far-reaching implications that can make or break the stability of your financial future. Now, it's been a while since I touched on the US relationship with China, so let's dive into some of the recent developments on that front. This week we learned that the U.S. has plans to restrict their investments in China with specific regards to things like cutting edge technology sectors that include chips, AI, and quantum computing. Yellen says that there's no need for concern though, as restrictions will be narrowly targeted and have little impact on current U.S. investment sectors in China, including biotechnology and energy. But it's not going to be an easy feat. The US government said that it is proceeding cautiously with the implementation of these restrictions and that they are seeking input from relevant stakeholders before finalizing the decision. The challenge here is really maintaining a delicate balance between the necessity for controls and preserving constructive relations with China, which have experienced some challenges recently. Their approach is kind of like walking a tightrope as they aim to achieve their objectives without creating more significant disruptions or conflicts. And I've already hinted at the struggles in China today, but here's the lowdown. Right now, China property developers are facing financial troubles, and that's causing serious concerns about China's economy. In particular, Dalian Wanda Group, one of the private property developers, has warned of a $200 million funding shortfall for a bond due in July. Earlier this year, this and other companies were considered stable, but the property debt crisis was sort of exacerbated by China's Evergrande default, which spearheaded an unfortunate surge in delinquencies. Now here's what I think. If Wanda can't repay the bond, it may affect investor confidence in Chinese high-yield property bonds. Investors have nothing else to do but watch and wait as Dalian Wanda Group's key units were downgraded this week, further adding to the complexity of China's property debt crisis. And I'll repeat what I said earlier in that the fading momentum in the second quarter GDP and declining property investments are causing global risks as China considers targeted stimulus measures. Policymakers are pledging more support to stabilize the economy. And following up with more details about global currencies, the US dollar has recently experienced its largest decline since November, causing many experts and investors to believe that a significant change is happening for the world's main reserve currency. The value of the dollar has dropped to its lowest level in over a year. This has also contributed to the recent predictions that the Federal Reserve may stop raising interest rates soon and might even consider cutting rates in the future likely happening in 2024, according to market consensus. Experts are now saying that the dollar is entering a multi-year period of decline, which could have widespread effects on global economies and financial markets. The thing is, a weakening dollar could help developing countries by reducing the cost of imported goods and could also boost currencies like the yen. However, opinions among investors seem to be divided, with some still cautious about betting on a weaker dollar considering the resilience of the US economy and the possibility of the Federal Reserve continuing to tighten monetary policy. As of right now, the future of the dollar remains somewhat uncertain, but experts and investors like myself are keeping a close eye on the situation to gain insights on the potential impact on various currencies and financial markets. Now let's talk tech. Whether you like it or not, it's becoming increasingly clear that there's no future for technology that doesn't include artificial intelligence. But what about finance and AI? The head of Wall Street's regulatory body, Gary Gensler, has raised concerns about the growing use of artificial intelligence within the financial industry. He believes that governments may need to update regulations in order to maintain global financial stability. Although there are current guidelines on managing model risk, Gensler says that these will need updating in order to address the challenges posed by AI's new wave of data analytics. Gensler further emphasized that companies must be cautious about how they use artificial intelligence and how it may implicate securities rules. The SEC will closely monitor the use of artificial intelligence for potential financial fraud, manipulating corporate returns, or steering investors towards specific products. They have stated that publicly traded companies should be careful not to mislead investors through their statements and disclosures about AI's risks and opportunities, and in the same breath said that the SEC may use AI in their own surveillance, analysis, and enforcement efforts to maintain competitive, efficient markets. So you may be wondering, is this good news or bad news? The short answer is both. On one hand, stricter rules and increased surveillance by the SEC could help prevent things like fraudulent activity and misleading practices by companies using artificial intelligence. And there's no doubt that consumers might feel more confident knowing that the SEC is taking steps to ensure fair access to markets and transparent communication. But on the flip side, a cautionary stance on conflicts of interest in AI-driven financial advice could lead to more limited choices for consumers not to mention the potential impact of AI on market stability, investor sentiment, and overall financial security of global markets. Okay, so that's a wrap for fin Weekly. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to the audio version on a podcast, for example, you can download our app called Boosting Your Financial IQ for free on the Apple app or Google Play Store, and there you can get access to videos of fin Weekly, the video version of this, but also you could gain access to a lot of other great resources which can help you to boost your business and financial acumen. Here's the cool thing. Within the app, it's free. You start at level one and we take you from level one to level six where you become a strategic financial pro. There are a ton of great resources there, so be sure to check it out. Also, I want to mention I just released a free masterclass at cultivar.com. On Cultivar, on our consulting firm's website, there's a masterclass called The Surprising Path to Excellence, and you may wanna check that out if you wanna learn how you can create winning strategies, follow a process, and ultimately drive greater firm value. So that masterclass is great for entrepreneurs, founders, business owners, or leaders who have financial responsibility within their companies. So be sure to check that out as well. Like I said, that's on cultivar.com. Okay, so that's what I have for today. Make sure you download the app. Keep on boosting your financial intelligence. There are so many opportunities out there and you wanna make sure that you are prepared to seize those opportunities when they're presented in front of you. But in order to capture those opportunities, you have to have the skill sets and capabilities required to do so. Okay, so if you need anything, please reach out to me. I would love to hear your feedback and your comments. And in the meantime, have a great week and take care. Cheers.